Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Priest and a Rabbi. Uh, this is Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church. And next to me, of course, is my colleague and my brother in arms. It is Rabbi Durbin from Temple Beth Chaim. And today we have a, uh, a show that uh, we've had this, these guests on before. Uh, it is Rebecca and Daniel Bird from Speak Life the Musical, a musical uh, that is uh, theatrically based, so stage and film, they have both for you, and taking on bullying and mental illness and a lot of uh, a lot of other themes that come up, and, and their show has really been vaunted to a whole other level of how they can touch many lives, and they have an incredible testimony to share as well, but a lot has happened since uh, the pandemic that we want to bring to you today. Um, so Rabbi Durbin, I know you got three little girls, and I'm sure these themes are on your heart and uh um so i'm i'm, I'm eager to hear what what, the, what these two have to tell us today and give us an update i am uh i'm i'm, I'm real excited uh i think when the last time that we had them on we were kind of starting and beginning our show and our program and years later to be able to bring them back to talk about the work that they've done looking at it a few years ago on the impact and the meaning and the message and to see how it has blossomed and how it has uh, really taken off uh, I'm real excited. Um, yeah, they're a show that transforms a lot because kids transform and what's in today is out tomorrow. So, and they were on top of it. They transformed their show. Wait a minute. I think they just flew in on Zoom Airlines uh, and they're at the door. Re uh, Rebecca and Daniel, is that you? That is us. That's How are you? Us. How are you? Uh, we, we are well. We are excited for this show. So let's buckle our seatbelts, grab your coffees. Our producer, Evan, is ready to roll and let's get ready for another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. Let's go. WSTU, since they probably regretted over allowing the show on the air in the first place. Nor do they represent Temple Bay Hayam or St. Mary's Episcopal Church, since they also wonder what the heck they did when they called these two men to lead their respective congregations. On that note, sit back, relax, grab your Bible or Torah, and enjoy another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another hot episode of A Priest and a Rabbi, sometimes an imam. And that doesn't mean a, a woman who is on the computer and she's a mom that is a Muslim leader, as we've learned with our last couple of shows when we had an imam on here. But today we don't have an imam. Today we have a husband and wife team that has been doing great glory for God's kingdom when it comes to bullying and uh, mental illness, not creating more bullying and more mental illness, but actually the other way of how do they respond to it through uh, God's call. Uh, first and foremost, though, I, I need to look to the better half of the show. And it is the hottest rabbi you've seen this side of the of the Jordan River. Um, he has uh, been leading the show for the last three weeks while I've been out um, on bereavement. And so Rabbi Durbin, thank you, brother, for carrying the show. And it's so good to look into your eyes once again. That sounded a little homoerotic, the little Jason David-ish. Just want to say it's good to be here doing the show again with you. I, I, thank you. I, I love the David Jonathan reference, though. But I um, use the wrong word, Jason. You know, love to, love to, love, love, love bringing in the Bible. Um, 
No, you know what? It's it's been um, it's been it's been it's, it's been a great little while. Uh, certainly, Father Anderson, we have missed you. We have missed you. I mean, uh, many of our guests have missed you. But um, it's great to be in this one by one cubicle jail cell uh, next year. Well, it's it's uh, the I'm, I'm I'm surprised you actually brought me back because I think the ratings actually do better when it's just you. So so uh, let's 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 at least at least at least on Facebook. So Put in waiting me. room. Put in waiting room. No. Um, all right. So today, everyone um, on this show, uh, we have. Um, Rebecca and Daniel Bird of Speak Life the Musical. If you are listening on 1450 AM, so you are locally here in Southeast Florida, you might already know of them. And soon nationally, um, you will know of them. People in New York already do. They are the visionary directors, creators, um, but also most importantly, faith-filled folks who have said yes to a call to how do they theatrically uh, respond to bullying and uh, mental illness in schools. And they have been doing this, ladies and gentlemen, way before it was in or cool or easy to get money for. They uh, are celebrating around their 20th anniversary of coming up and workshopping and developing uh, a play, a musical. And most recently now they have created not just a film, uh, but an extremely well-produced uh, film that is now can be available for every school. They just got done shooting it. Um, you can see the trailer and go to speaklifethemusical.org .org, uh, and at the, while you're there, buy some swag. And uh, it is, it, it's an awesome thing. So Rebecca and Daniel, welcome to A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. We're so excited to be on. Thanks for having us. So let's get right into it. You guys are local folks. You're right here uh, in uh, Martin County, right? Yes. Yes, we are. We live in Stewart and our offices are in Palm City. Uh, so recently um, you were, well, right before the show, not recently, but right before the show we were talking. This is, I didn't realize your 20th anniversary uh, or it the is. 20th year of, of yes. working on this project. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. And, and so I'm curious about this. So when you guys first started doing this, um, what, what, what was the, was there one catalyst or was this one show? First of all, I've seen the show. I love the show. I'm actually in the show, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but 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 I, so, uh, but so I'm I'm in. You know, you guys know that. Full disclosure. I'm a, I'm a um, but um, what was the? I never known what the catalyst was that said, "Oh, we got to do this show." All right. So <laughs> we were we were youth workers on Long Island. We were working with a bunch of different churches, a bunch of different groups that that dealt with um, youth. And they had a youth worker network meeting. And at this youth worker network meeting, there's a, at least 50 people in this room. And the guy that was running it played an audio clip from an author named Frank Peretti. He's a Christian author, writes a bunch of uh, fiction work. And he had one nonfiction book called The Wounded Spirit. And it was about his life growing up. Um, and so <laughs> we... We listened to this audio clip, and after about 15 minutes, the clip ended, and there was not a dry eye in the room. It didn't matter what age they were, you know, from young to old, everybody was impacted by what this guy had to say about the wounds that were given to him as a child through bullying. And what we realized is that everybody has some kind of a story where they've been touched by this issue. And so afterwards, we approached the guy that ran it and said, you know, we need 
we can't just leave both. We just feel like we can't leave yet. Like we need to do something about this. And the guy looked at us and said, well, you guys are the artists go and do something about it. Wow. And so we did, we left and we went and we grabbed our staff and we said, Hey, we, we're going to, we're going to read this book <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to do something about this. And we sat down and we wrote the, the skeleton of what would become speak life and bullying the musical. But why, um, why did you, but that moment right there, you said, yes, yeah. many of us get that moment in our lives. I think God gives us a lot of these moments and it's really up to us to say, okay. And then we just think about it. And then we go back to life and yeah, it just happens, right? You go to a conference, you get inspired. Wow. This great speaker heard a great sermon. And then Monday comes and kind of just go back to life. And it's understandable. Right. Uh, so what were you two just like, yes, yes, Frank, that's what we're going to do. I think a little bit was the change of conversation in regards to bullying that impacted us all in that room that day. Um, the idea that bullying is not a rite of passage, which is what we had been told our whole growing up in school. If you were bullied and you went to an adult or a teacher, they would say, oh, I understand this is terrible, but everyone goes through it. Just be stronger and really trying to motivate You'll get over it. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, the victim in this situation to just be stronger. And as we sat around that table and had that conversation, we began to really understand that, first of all, these wounds run way deeper and that these wounds are really at the hands of abuse. And if we don't call it what it is and we don't begin to address it for what it is, this, this lie in a sense of, hey, this is just a rite of passage is gonna just continue to be perpetrated. And I think that just rung so true for both of us Dan had bullying stories when he was younger uh, on both ends. He had been bullied. And then those wounds and that pain had caused him to become a bully um, later on in his life. And so he had felt both sides of that. And I had sort of sat in the seat of the bystander. I had seen it happen in front of my eyes in a very small private Christian school in a class of 25. I can tell you exactly who the kid was who was targeted and exactly what had happened to him. And I look back and go, why didn't I do something? Why didn't I say mm. something? Why didn't I stand up for this for this child um, and change this for him? Because 15 years later, when I spoke to him, he was still struggling with those oh wounds gosh. and that pain. Yeah. And so I look back on all of that, and I think we both felt so impacted. But I agree with you, Christian, that there's a point in which we have to decide, are we going to say yes? Are we going to take what it is God is speaking to us, what he's dropping in our hearts? And are we going to say yes to it? And are we going to do the work? Because there is a lot of work to be done when we say yes to God. Um, there's no easy cakewalk. No one's going to hand it to us. Um, we have to do the work and we have to go deep. And when we do that, when we say yes, and when we're willing to go deep, that what can come out on the other side of that is can be so beautiful because mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're grabbing hold of something that's on the heart of God. And when we grab hold of something that's on the heart of God, the outcome of that is changed lives. That is what will be the result of our obedience. And so it was worth the yes for us. And I'm sure we'll tell you more about some of those reasons why. You know, it's it's it, it's it's interesting. And 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 Rebecca, Dan, you know, thank you for uh, your openness and certainly your honesty. You know, it's not often that we can actually hear the words of being bullied, but then being the bully and having to sit with it uh, for so many years. Um, you know, remark and to be able to put it in to word and to action and to a film, um, you know, I think it's just, especially in today's world where we understand that there are so many who may be visual learners to be able to see it as opposed to just experiencing it through comment or through, God forbid, through violence or through action. Right. Um, 
you know, it, it's uh, my, my kids are very big of, uh, and, and maybe you're familiar with the um, with the program, but uh, Darman, Darman videos. Are, uh, Father Anderson, are you familiar with this? So it, it, it's very Christian. It is um, this guy who does these videos based on um, uh, discrimination, based on sexism, and uses values um, through these, you know, five, 10 minute videos. Some are a little bit longer. But the message is very clear that it speaks at your heartstrings. Uh, and I think, uh, although I have not seen the film, uh, seen the trailer and everything else, uh, I mean, that's essentially what it, it aims to do, which is to, to really bring the message through the visual and through the audio to be able to really make an impact. If wow. anyone doubts that we are truly practicing interfaith work, Rabbi Durbin just said his children watch Christian mm -hmm. videos. So uh, you are you are a living testament to the power of interfaith work because um, yes. I've met your daughters and they have told me things they are dedicated to their faith. So that yeah. speaks a lot to the confidence in their own faith to say I can I can watch Christian videos. All right, so uh, back to the birds. So birds, yes, and I agree with what 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 Rabbi said that that observation that since you are honest, you are not trying to be the righteous people saying we're here to save the bully people. You're saying well, you know, guess what? I was bullied. And I became a bully and I was also a bystander. And so mm -hmm. you're, when we do this work, any work that God calls us on, and when we tr enter into the work, any work that God is calling us to, we need to be really honest what our story is in the midst of it and not have to always just be either, either the victim or the righteous person. And we say, well, where, where have I been part of the chaos? Where have I just stood yep. and watched the chaos happen? And your show yep. brilliantly does that. You stayed committed to that lens where you, you, you have a lot of bystanders and you have, uh, you definitely have a victim is the, is really the, the main person of the story. Okay. Um, and then people, and then you, you look at the bullies and you show uh, empathy. I would say empathy yeah. towards the bullies and you say, what's going on in their story? What makes yeah. a bully? Because a bully, as we all know, is just, they, they are hurting inside from their That's own deep right. insecurity and loss. Um, so your show really invites everyone, everyone to identify with, with the characters. So tell us what that, what was that the beginning was, all right, we're going to hit this ground running. And I'm sure at first it was the honeymoon. Okay, let's do mm -hmm. the show. This is going to be great. Yeah. Um, when did it first start to be like, oh, wow, this is going to be a little more challenging than we thought. Yeah, I think for for us, doing the show was never the challenging part. That's the part we love. So it doesn't matter how difficult it was. We were, you know, we we were diving into it. We, we're passionate about art and we're passionate about theater and and music. And so that anytime that got difficult, that just made us stronger. You know, we were excited for the difficult part. Um, what was really difficult was trying to figure out how we get this into schools mm -hmm. because every time you would do another tour it's not like you you build momentum in the sense of the schools begin to know who you are and you begin to get a reputation so it's a little bit easier to get in the schools but you you have to call the school and you got to talk to the secretary or the administrator mm -hmm. or the vice principal there's so many layers before you actually get to the person and when you're trying to create a national tour, that becomes really, really difficult. Um, so that is probably the most difficult thing was finding cast members that would be able to tour for three or four months, you know, find, finding a college student that's like, I'm going to take off an entire semester so I can go tour for three or four months with this show that nobody knows. Um, you know, it's just this little workshop thing and, <clears throat> and we're going to go around the United States and that's the difficulty of the logistics of tour 
I would say is the most difficult, was the most difficult thing. In terms of the, the show itself, writing the show and finding the music and, and figuring out what we wanted to do, <clears throat> that was the exciting part. You know, that, that was fun for us. It was, it was difficult. It had its difficulties, but I don't know. We're just wired for that kind of a thing. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know how you get up, both of you guys, I don't know how you guys get up every Friday and just talk to people. Mm -hmm. To me, I'm just like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. It would scare yeah. me. I would, I would not sleep for, for days <laughs> to doing what you guys do, but people are just built differently. So I think for us, it wasn't, I'm, I'll let you talk about it too, somebody. I don't think it was that difficult for us writing the yep. show. It's, um, you know, as, as most art is, there's not a lot of uh, money that comes back to you from, okay, from, that doing, was the most difficult from doing the work that you do. <laughs> um, and we didn't, we did it out of um, trying to meet a need. We yeah. wanted to be there and tell these stories because every child needed to hear them. It didn't matter where they sat in the seat, like we've just talked about in bullying, whether it was they were the bully, the bystander, or um, the victim in the situation. And so um, we never wanted to charge schools very much. In fact, we tried at first to come in for free and people said, oh, don't do that because you want them to utilize you the best way possible. So there has to be some sort of um, money attached to it. And so that's kind of how we started out. And to be honest, right up until this past year, we created this film. Every single person that has ever worked with us has raised their own salary. They, we have raised our own income to be able to do this. And any money that came back to us from the schools only paid the bills to put gas in the truck and put those care, um, put the sets on stage and the lighting and the sound and the production ends of it. Um, and so for us financially, for Dan and I for 20 years, this was a tremendous struggle for us as a family to be able to keep to keep going, to keep doing that. We have three beautiful boys, um, raised a family in the midst of all this. And then I was also dealing with a very severe chronic illness. And so my medical bills were astronomical. I was wheelchair bound, bed bound, um, cumulatively for probably more than a decade of my life. And so oftentimes we were showing up to school with me in a wheelchair and um, not, not functioning properly. And it was just a challenge in every way, but every single time we hit another roadblock or we hit another challenge, Dan and I would look at each other and say, if there's one thing that we're sure about is that we're in the center of the will of God for our lives, because that was so obvious as we would see and hear the responses from the students that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more, but that, that alone kept us moving. And I think, you know, one of the things we really learned is that when you're knee deep in the center of God's will, when you're doing exactly what he's called you to do, it doesn't exempt you from suffering. In fact, expect mm. it expect that there will be suffering in the process. If we go back to scripture, we hear story upon story upon story of men and women of God who followed God's will for their life. And when you read those stories, you won't find one that doesn't include tremendous amounts of suffering um, in, involved in that process. And I think too often as, as uh, Christians for us, we experience so many who said, oh, Dan, Rebecca, this is so hard. Like, why don't you just let it go? Just walk away. Like, you guys are so talented. You could go do so many things and make so much money. And we always just said, no, we want to be in the center of where God has us. Mm -hmm. We want to walk in obedience to him because these lives are worth it. And that's what eternity is all about, is that these kids understand their value. They understand their worth. And if we can plant that seed of value and worth in their life and do it in a place in which most of them are not exposed to God in any way, shape or form, these schools exempt God from the conversation. And so we want to come in and we want to speak truth. We want to speak God's truth to them about their value and who they are. That 
you can't put, you can't attach money to that. That, that is, that is life work that we're doing inside their lives. And that to us was so valuable. Did you, did you, um, when you were writing, um, when you were writing the script, when you were producing and filming and everything else, were there things that as you got knee deep into production that the script or the storyline changed in some way? Was there any pushback either individually from you, from yourselves or from the larger entity? Uh, were there things that you were unwilling to compromise uh, because it would have maybe diluted the message. Uh, did you face any of those challenges? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so writing a show for tour is and, and live production is different than writing a show for film. You get a lot of forgiveness for things when you're live because there's just that that personal energy, that interaction. Afterwards, this, the cast can go down and and talk with the kids and be in the classroom and the cafeteria, you get a lot of forgiveness for things. And so after 20 years of doing this and, and 18 different tours and, and redoing the music and keeping it updated, it, what we did 20 years ago is not what we do today. It's just been updated so many times to keep fresh and to keep real new costumes, new songs, anything that needed to be done to make it feel fresh again. Um, and then you go to put it on film and you realize, A, a lot of what you're doing doesn't work because it has to be seen through the lens of a camera. Mm -hmm. So you, when you're in theater, you make a lot of things go on on stage that people can be looking at and pick up on. And if I'm a student in the audience and I happen to fit into a certain category of kid, whether I'm a, a basketball player or I'm a theater kid, I... I latch on to certain characters and I watch those characters. But when you go to film, we have to show you which characters we want you looking at. Mm -hmm. So it makes it very, very difficult. And we had an incredible assistant director that we brought on from uh, Atlanta. She's been a director for 30 years in Atlanta. She's done everything from children's theater through uh, incredible shows at private schools and things like that. So she's been, she's directed hundreds of shows and we've directed one show hundreds of times. So there was a difference when she came on and began reading the script. All right, I'll just tell a little story that's kind of embarrassing. We, we sent our script to an actor that we wanted to play the all-star in our show. Uh, the, the popular kid, um, he's one of the leads. And he was actually on uh, location with another film and he got the script and he was very kind. He's just like, listen, I think I'm too busy to do this project. And what we found out through a couple of different people back to us was that he just recognized right away, this is not up to par. Like mm -hmm. the script is just, there's no depth, there's no nothing. And we're sitting here thinking, oh, we've got a great show. We've got this great thing. Everybody loves it because nobody comes to you and tells you to your face, that stunk, you know, that was bad. Um, but so many people have been impacted. So we know we had something and, and our director finally looked at us and she's like, look, we need to go from beginning of this script to the end of this script and tear the entire thing apart mm -hmm. because your characters, they do things for no reason. Everything just needs to be completely grounded. And she said, why? Every line, she looked at us and said, why, mm -hmm. why? why why and 
after a while, we're just like, because it's in the script, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but that can't be the case. And so we, over the last, uh, we started in February, we hired her in May and we filmed in July. And so from May to July, we would get to work at nine o'clock in the morning. And she, she's a teacher at a school in Atlanta, a private school in Atlanta. We would work until five o'clock, six o'clock at night, go home and then get on a Zoom meeting with her and meet until two o'clock in the morning, just going through the script, 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 script. And it wasn't until, Christian, what do you think? Two days into filming, three days into filming that we actually had the final script. And yeah, it was then like working at a sitcom where they'd be making changes in the moment, yeah. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Our, our, our cinematographer, just so you know, we would send him the script and he had a full shot list of everything he was gonna do at every location. We sent him the first rehearsal day of what we had done. And he basically just threw all the papers up in the air because it was so different. He's like, I, I, I have to start over. So when he got here to actually film, when he got on location, because it's a theater production, we had to learn the entire theater production first and then film. When you're filming a normal movie, you just learn that scene, you go and film it that day, and then you do another scene the next day. We couldn't do that. We had to have our full cast for two weeks. They rehearsed basically 12 to 16 hours a day. And then we filmed it at a theater over two days. So it's a live, the same way Hamilton is. Um, and it was excruciating. <laughs> it was a lot of work. It was very difficult, especially probably the hardest thing is in theater world, people are called certain things, you know? And then in film world, they're called something different. So we had to have this Rosetta Stone that allowed us to have theater world and film world talk because it was so, it was confusing. You know, we had actors that are in Hollywood that are used to being on films and we would say, well, you're going to, you're going to rehearse for, for two weeks. And they're like, what do you mean? Don't we come in? I'll have my script ready. We'll shoot day one, day two. And we're like, no, no, that's not how it's going to be because this is a theater production. Yeah. So the world of digital theater, um, it's one of the things I think that, uh, the pandemic brought to brought to light is how can theater live in in film and um, almost every single high school uh, dabbled in digital theater in 2020 because they couldn't have live audiences so yeah. in order for them to perform and their parents and family members to see what they did they put it on film yeah. Um, yeah. and so it's almost an arena that got open to us because of the pandemic that otherwise I do not know if schools would have been as accepting of this kind of assembly on film. And so we're very, it's one of the, one of the gifts. And again, suffering does that, you know, the pandemic was not easy for any of us uh, to walk through, but sometimes it's in those times of greatest hardship and the storm that we actually can find gifts and, and avenues to be able to do work that formerly we never could have done. Yes. So you're saying something as uh, tragic as the pandemic actually revealed in the midst of that revealed a, a whole new level of glory for the show for God's call. Um, yeah. that's, that just fits our, our faith and the story of our faith. So let's take a break. Um, and we're on air right now with Rebecca and Daniel Bird of Speak Life the Musical, a theatrical uh, musical, which is live and also a film that takes on bullying and mental illness, um, particularly in schools and for teenagers. So we're going to be we're going we're going to hear from our sponsors who help make this show possible. And we'll be right back with the birds.
Hey everyone, it's Evan Nine, producer of A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this community. We love developing new partnerships with this podcast to help further the interfaith movement. To join us, please email Father Christian at yourfavoritechristian at gmail.com. You can have an advertisement right here on this podcast, which is currently heard across the USA and in 34 other countries. Thanks for being here, and do not forget to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Now back to A Priest and a Rabbi. Welcome back to the award-winning Priest and a Rabbi radio show with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin. Let's get ready for the second half of the show. Okay. Wow. Welcome back, everyone, from commercial. If you're just tuning in on WSTU 1450 AM here on the Treasure Coast, you are here uh, with Rebecca and Daniel Bird, two faith-filled people who are, surprise, surprise, married, um, have three beautiful boys, mm-hmm. and have also started Speak Life, the musical. Uh, well, let's say God has placed it, the call on their heart, and they said, yes, Lord. And so for 20 years, they have been uh, developing and building and getting the show out into the, uh, through the, whatever, wherever they're living at the time, but now nationally, as it has become a film that anyone within yep. the educational world and other communities can go to speaklifethemusical.org right now and purchase and get invited to have this uh, as part of their production. So um, we know that, uh, uh, so let, let's, we're carrying forth on here and we, a, a big focus of today's show is, um, how, how do we stay the course? How do we accept God's call and, and accept what I've learned recently as, as just a person of faith is that at least here in the West, we don't like suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's more, it, it's a cultural thing. Culture yes. says, don't yeah. suffer. Don't feel pain. We don't even like death. And as people of faith, yeah. man, that's yep. a big piece of our journey, right? Judeo-Christians, yeah. it's it's a big part of our journey is death and loss. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge piece of it. So, but we're so scared of it and we're so scared of suffering. And so mm-hmm. life coaching and self-help seminars and all this stuff is just, how do you feel happy? And how do you yes. live this life? How do you live your best life now? And it's about you yeah. and stuff. And what, but we know, and what happens, I'm, well, my concern with a lot of that is that when we are offered these beautiful calls, projects, whatever you want to do uh, that goes on your heart, that when the going gets rough, you kind of just tap out and it's like, oh, this is too much. But as Rebecca was saying earlier, that's when you know you're onto something. That when the, when the storm comes, as Christians, we would say that's spiritual warfare because Satan doesn't like people who are actually doing things for the kingdom. And you're just lazy sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. You're not going to get tempted because God doesn't, I mean, no, Satan doesn't no care bother. there. No, but yeah, when you're no, up to something it. good and you're fighting the good fight, that's when the temptations, yes. that's when the struggle is going to come. And so Rebecca and Daniel, just my, my, I'm inspired by you all because you guys interpret that saying, oh, I think we're onto something because life yes. is getting tough. And we, as we read the Bible, you always got to then lean more deeply upon read the Psalms. My gosh, like life is just crashing down on David and say, God, you are faithful, you know, provide. Um, So can you speak even more about uh, for you? You mentioned earlier that what really kept you going, and I'm sure your prayer life and your worship life uh, helped tremendously. And also when you would see the little moments of impact, whether they are small yeah. or big, can you talk about that more? Because I think all of us can be inspired by that, that when we're committed to our work, whether we're plumbers, artists, priests, yep. teachers, uh, 
talk about more of those little moments that just said, yes, we, we will keep on, even though I'm in a wheelchair, even though we're, our bank account is super low, we're onto something. How did you have that confidence? We, we all want to get that and put it in a bottle um, that what the birds have. So tell us how, how, mm -hmm. how that helped inspire you, keep you going, even in the face of uh, just a low bank account or, or struggling health. Yeah. Well, I do think, uh, I think you tapped into the first, for sure, our prayer life and, you know, just our personal, our personal time with God, taking that time away and letting him speak his life into us. Um, our, our whole mission as a company is speaking life. We believe that the power of words um, really does change things. And I think that that, that has to do very much with our day-to-day -day life. And they say, you know, look at who's around you, look at who you're surrounding yourself with. And I would challenge you that if you're in a season of life where you're, you're walking in a place uh, of calling, um, God's called you to something, you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing. If you have a lot of voices in your ear that are just telling you all the negatives and are just speaking negative things over you or to you, I would encourage you to, you know, kind of move those voices aside in whichever way you need to do it and put yourself into a position with friendships, relationships, whether it be through your church, your synagogue, wherever um, you can go and find that time with God that you surround yourself with voices that will empower you. And that is the one gift that Dan and I have had all throughout our life. We've had incredible parents, been very blessed with that, who have always spoken life over us, who have always brought us back to God and to scripture and to our calling. Um, and we've also surrounded ourselves with incredible friends. I mean, that's why we get to be on this show today is because people like Christian came into our life, um, people who said yes to the call of God and were willing to work alongside of us and willing to take the risks we were willing to take um, to be able to walk out that call of God. So I think it's the people you're surrounding yourself with, the voices that you allow into your life and your time with the Lord. And then also looking for those moments and those nuggets of, of impact, like you mentioned. And we got to see those every single time we were in front of students. Mm. It didn't matter. There's not a day we were in a school. There's not a day that that show didn't go live where we didn't hear things from students that changed our lives. I mean, students would come up to us and say, this was the weekend that I was going to take my life. I was done. I didn't see hope. I didn't see beyond the next few days, the next few hours. But because of this show, because of the hope that you've now placed and put in my heart, I can go on, I can go forward, I can do another day. And you know what? Sometimes that's, that's what we are for people. Sometimes we're just the, their next hour. Sometimes we're just their next 24 hours. We're just their next week. We're, we're able to implant that seed of hope in their hearts. It just takes them a little further and a little bit further. But those seeds of hope are what keep us, keeps us alive and it keeps us going. And so we saw those seeds of hope planted in kids' hearts. We saw that impact happen story after story after story. And whenever going got tough, we would look at each other and remind us each other of those stories, remind each other of those moments and say, these kids' lives are worth it. It is worth the hard stuff we're going through because they deserve these nuggets of hope. And it doesn't matter how hard it is to get the, to get that to them. We're going to do that work. How, um, how, how I, I mean, to take it from, from, from a local kind of regional level to now nationally, what were some of those challenges like? I mean, I can only imagine producing something that I give 100% of myself to and wanting the message to be heard around the country. 
I mean, yeah. is it, I mean, are you guys on, on the phone constantly with other areas, New York, California, Texas, to be able to say, we got this great thing, would you be interested? I mean, how, how, how does that work in terms of production? Right now we're starting small because it's not like we're, we're not connected with Netflix where mm -hmm. there's just national distribution. So for us, we're kind of doing the same thing that we did when we were live, where we would go, okay, where do we want to be regionally? And then we'd start calling and canvassing that area. So we have a marketing team <clears throat> that's created um, an entire platform for us where people can, you know, find us on Facebook. They can find us on Instagram, you know, through advertisements and things like that. And then they can go to our website. But until that begins generating, we're making phone calls. So we're calling back the schools on Long Island that we were in. There's a hundred schools on Long Island that we've been in. We have people that have heard about our program that are now asking if they can begin to be the distributor in a certain district. And we're going, yes, go ahead. And so in, where is it, Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. uh, Michigan. Michigan. There's a district mm -hmm. in Michigan that has just said, we want you guys. There's uh, Atlanta and um, Arizona. They're going around Arizona right now. And one of the sponsors of this, the the largest sponsor of our production is the Justin Simmons Foundation, and he plays for the Denver Broncos. Um, he's a safety for the Denver Broncos. <clears throat> he's, he's a graduate of Martin County High School, so shout out to Martin County. Yep. To Martin County. <laughs> and uh, as well as his wife, Taryn, and they, um, they're in the Denver area, so he's super popular, and we're going to be canvassing the Denver area as well. Um, but really, we wanted it to start here in Florida. Mm -hmm. So we approached Martin County first and said, we don't want to step over the, our, our own county to go to the nation. Um, but when you ask how, how was it to go national, we'll let you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're still working on that right now. So we, mm -hmm. don't, we don't have yeah. like a distributor because there's no such thing really of that in the public schools. So right now we're talking with state representatives in order to get a large um, appropriations bill put through the legislation so that there's a money that's appropriated for the schools to be able to get our program. Yep. Um, <clears throat> if anybody knows Governor DeSantis, he's already got our information. Just yep. a little nod. <laughs> yeah. A little, little nudge. That's right. No, that's right. That's It's all about relationships. Yep. And I will say that yeah. your show, you guys do, I remember telling you right from the beginning how uh, impressed I was just whether it was God, whether it was you intentionally doing it, but you seem to represent so many, uh, uh, such a wide demographic of the student body. Your, your, your cast does look like the cast of, of teams you are serving here at Martin County. Uh, you yeah. had um, every pigment of skin up there was there. Um, ages, you had people who were more the artsy. You had more of the people who were naturally jocks. You had people who, who, would, who would present themselves as the cool kids, who would present themselves as, yeah. quote unquote, the uncool kids. Um, and this is, again, I use present in quotes uh, because right. we all know the truth underneath. Um, and, and, and yet, and then you also create this atmosphere. You guys live the atmosphere on... Um, during the production, during rehearsal, you're living exactly what you're preaching. And we always mm -hmm. know that's the key. Like culture has to, the culture trumps everything else. You know, it, 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 mm -hmm. it, it you, the culture you guys create is the culture of the show. People are heard, people are loved. You show compassion. You also give firm discipline when we're doing a show here, be on time, act on time. Um, but you show so much love and you look at every mm -hmm. single person as a child of God. Um, and you love on everyone. And I've seen you both pray with, 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 with the actors. I've seen you uh, hug them. 
in very healthy ways. Um, I've seen mm-hmm. you just be with them. Um, and so they know they're loved. Um, and so yeah. when you know you're a part of this, it's not just a production you're a part of. You are part yeah. of, of, if people want to look at it, as a ministry. You're, you're part, yeah. part of, a, of a movement. Um, and it's important in all of our houses of worship that that we practice what we're preaching. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah. we've seen it. We've seen probably, and Rabbi, maybe you've seen this before, temples and synagogues. I've seen it in churches. They kind of run like a business or they run mm-hmm. like a secular institution that just kind of does do-gooding things. Um, but when you're really living it and living grace and loving it, it, it transforms the lives of the people involved. So then you can go on to transform other lives. Uh, and yeah. so that- And it flows. You, it flows. It's fluid. Yeah. Yep. You know, I will say just as a, as a self-serving thing, um, you know, Father Anderson, it's great that you're in it. Um, uh, Rebecca, Dan, when you guys do uh, Speak Life, the musical uh, number two, uh, I'd be more than happy to be in it. <laughs> Love it. Come on down. <laughs> the new janitor. You got to be able to be a janitor, yes. bud. That, I, I, yes. I can do many things. This is I awesome. think the interesting thing is we we were just, again, this was three years ago when we 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 kind of said, okay, let's start this again. Um we just kind of connect, contacted the people we knew, you know, we knew Christ fellowship. We knew a couple of other churches and we just sent out an email and then they sent it on to other people. And I got a reply from pastor Matt pilot at Christ fellowship he, from Christian. He forwarded Christian's reply and Christian was like, man, I'm definitely going to tell my kids, but I wish they had a place for me in this show. It sounds awesome. So Matt forwarded it on to me. And normally I play the janitor. That's just, I've done it for 18, at least 10 of the 18 tours. That's just been my role. And when I got that email from Christian, something just said, go meet this guy. Mm -hmm. And so I texted him and said, Hey, can we, if you're interested, really let's, let's get some coffee. And he told me about this coffee shop. I had never been to blue door in, in Stewart. And, uh, we went, met there, totally interesting conversation, but I knew immediately this guy is the guy. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept saying, no, Dan, why aren't you going to do it? But I knew that in the position that we were in and wanting to grow the organization, I couldn't be in the show yep. and work on the show. Yep. And Christian stepped up to the plate and was fantastic. Yeah, um, I want to speak to his character too, because yeah. it's so pivotal in the production um, and we get so much talk back. I have to say, even just in the last few weeks as the film's starting to premiere, we're getting talk back on his character. And what we hear time and time again from students and teachers is they say, how brilliant of you to make the character in the show that speaks life over those students, the janitor. And they say that because they're, you know, here's the janitors and we love our janitors in our schools. We always take time when we go into schools to talk with them and spend time with them because they're just there all the time. They see everything that's going on with the students. They're in places um, and around these students in, in every part of the school and every part of their, their daily life. And they get to see the things, probably the good and the bad, the hard um, stuff these students are walking through. And so instead of it just being a, the cliche of maybe it being the teacher or the parent or the things that the, the, the people that students are used to hearing from, we took that janitor who just observes. And, and so many times in our life, that's um, often how people see God. He's there all the time. He sees mm. everything. He sees what's going on. And yet we often don't take time to hear what he has to say about it and to hear what he has to say in our own lives. And so the janitor kind of plays that role in the film. And then each 
and it's like a little vignette in between um, each moment with each of our leads, he gets an opportunity to, to talk to them and speak some life over them. And the words that he speaks over them are words of life that are many of them taken right from scripture. And, um, and they are powerful in the lives of these kids. And we have heard back already from students who have seen the film, how much they love this character how much they love the things that were said in the script and the things that he says to these students. And Christian, you just embodied that so beautifully. It was such an important role. It's a role we had to get right. Um, and it is, I just, I can't wait to see what the janitor is going to do and the lives of kids all over the country, because um, Christian, I know that you're going to be the voice of truth in the lives of so many kids um, through that character and through that role. So we were so excited to have you as a part of this. Well, it came at a perfect time inside so I, uh, in, my, in my own life where I was just uh, figuring out what it means to be a priest and but really missing my previous life of being um, in, in, in Hollywood. And so to have this creative uh, source to be a part of was a healing agent for me and to be around mm -hmm. this incredible group of kids and you two who just walk the gospel. You just walk the gospel. You mm -hmm. live the gospel. And to see you guys be so obedient to God's call and to just be surrounded by it was incredible. And you guys were extremely also logistically uh, uh, compromising with my schedule. So that, that was, you guys understood it. You knew I was a pastor, so you got it, yes. but I just I can't thank you enough. It just, God, God does what God does. And so for everyone, yep. everyone was filled by this. Uh, so we want to know, there's probably people out there who would love to know, I want to learn more. I want to get more. Maybe they want to, I can see hiring you as a consultant to come in and say, teach us how mm -hmm. to do. I can see you also, you know, some a thought came to my mind of there might be people who just want to say, we want to bring your vibe to our church or to our temple. Can you come in and do a workshop with our youth? You know, I don't know if you guys even have time for that anymore because they're kind of big time now, but <laughs> how do people get in contact with you? I'm thinking we're doing confirmation with our teens. How do I get you both involved with our teens and maybe do a workshop or something? Um, so how do people learn more about you and bring you on? Well, this is something that is, I think, a dream in our heart for um, for what the show will do. Dan and I are passionate about about kids and young people. In fact, our our own youth pastor invited us to be a part of the Thanksgiving celebration our students just had at our church this past week, and we just we just went there to talk to kids, to hang out with them, um, and to be a part of their lives because that is our heartbeat and that's who we are. Uh, we do what we do because we love these kids, and uh, they have such tremendous value, and they need opportunities for people to speak that life into them. And if we can do that in any way in the future, that's what we really want to do. And, and we both feel um, down the road that we would love to be in a position where we can go out and be, be speaking and teaching and all kind of a lot of the topics that we've addressed today. These are the ones that are nearest and dearest to yeah. our heart, because we absolutely want to be proponents, especially in the lives of young people. Because when we started this work, we were uh, 19 and 20 years old. So we were very young. And because we had incredible people in our lives who spoke life over us, told us our value, told us that there was something in us that God intended to use for his purpose. It's what held us for years upon years upon years to stay true to the calling of God in our life. And so I think it's so important that we take what we've learned as we grow and as we age in life and continue to impart that to the younger generation as they're coming up in their callings and their gifts to believe that they have something that's so important that God wants to birth in them and through them to do in the world, no matter what arena that's in. 
um, they have something important to say. And so we would love to be able to do that and to be able to speak and to be able to workshop or whatever it might be down the road. And also, of course, we'll take the film with us because we want kids to see this film and we want to see them impacted through the film. And if, if there are any youth organizations or programs outside of schools that want to utilize the film, there's actually so much more than just the film now. We have five lesson plans that go with the film. Those can be translated for any age group. They run about an hour. These are talk back opportunities. There are five songs in the show. They key into five very important areas we love to talk about with teens that all relate to bullying and all the issues that surround bullying because you know bullying is the product often of pain and issues that students are walking through. And so that's what's addressed in the film. And so these five lesson plans follow these five songs, follow these five characters. And um, there's incredible opportunity for discussion, for workshopping, and it's all inside the program now. So when you get the film, you get the lesson plan too. It all lives in digital format in our digital portal now. Um, so once you purchase the program, it doesn't matter who you have, if it's in your church, if it's a facilitator, a teacher, um, a pastor, anybody can utilize this program with their young people. You get to show the film, you get to go through the lesson plans, and you can do that in any way that you want to as an organization. We've made this incredibly versatile, also super easy because following the pandemic, there are a lot of issues we're all dealing with in our churches and in our, our work with youth we're pretty bogged down and it's pretty heavy right now. And so we wanted to, this to be like an easy out of the box experience that anybody could use without much effort. So well, that's what this is. And one thing to note too, is that Dan and Rebecca obviously are working in schools. So faith has led them through this, but this is not a faith-based show. So this right. is can yep. work in any venue that you can have easily if it's shown in a temple if it's shown in a religious setting people are going to get it they're going to get the faith behind everything if it's shown in a very secular setting it it will definitely work so because obviously they legally have to do that but also so it touches everyone's heart we didn't get into this and we could probably get in this future at some point about what the challenges of that was because you got a lot of faith-based money behind you and people be like okay so when's the altar call and you're like no 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 no, no." oh yes we have stories on that yes we are looking to speak life god's behind it but we just want to get that truth out this is not the conversion call um uh show um all right so this is um Let's everyone go to speaklifethemusical.org. Speaklifethemusical.org. If they want to get the film, if they want to see the film, if they want to get it into their schools, go to speaklifethemusical.com. That's our portal to get the film into your school, speaklifethemusical.com. If you're interested in the organization, speaklifethemusical.org. That's where you can reach out to both Rebecca and myself. You can see the trailer. You can see other things. But speaklifethemusical.com is where they can actually, if they have a school that they want it to, they can send that link to that school. So let me get this straight. So if we, if, if Rabbi and I did a Temple Bet Hayam and St. Mary's <laughs> gathering of all of our youth, we could yes. purchase the rights to a play inside Ross Hall yes. or over yes. at the temple and then do, and then have some food and have you guys can come and talk. And, yep. then, and then we just need about $30,000 in which Evan, our producer, Evan, our <laughs> producer's got the money and he will make that happen. Um, you so his check to put us over the top. Yes. 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 <laughs> so uh, I, I, I have. To, I must note that Evan, our producer, noted to me if you guys are watching live on Facebook, um, they Rebecca and Daniel both came camera ready, which we are so appreciative of, and there has been a light beaming over Rebecca um, the whole time. And while we she's tried sitting there, it and it won't go away. 
but it's beautiful. It, it, and now you both have light shining on you. Now they both are glorious. But as like Rebecca at one point was just, she was in her big, like Billy Graham moment. She was going and the light just beaming on her, just beaming on her. And it was perfect. The God lighting was, was awesome. Um, you all, thank you. Thank no, you for thank sharing you, your story. Thank you for uh, your authenticity. Uh, thank you for loving on our youth and inspiring others to love on our youth. Um, and also for us to be honest about our own walk as where we've been, where we currently are bystanders, mm -hmm. where we're currently, we get the temptation to bully, whatever that word may look like in our lives. And where we've also been maybe receiving some, some abuse or bullying. And so there, there's three factors that even as adults, we can look at. This is not just about the teens. Right. So thank you for that meditation on how do we uh, shift that so we always speak life. Um, yep. Rabbi, closing words for the show that will change our lives and lead us out to do the work that God has given us to do. Um, I, I mean, I really hope that, you know, the takeaway message that for our listeners and for those that are viewing us on, on you know, on, on whatever platform is that uh, I hope at least for them, they can take away that it's been inspiring, um, you know, deeply inspiring to see the passion that you both put towards of a message that, I mean, I hope in, in my day and God willing for my children's day, that they don't see bullying in the same way that we experience bullying growing up or even in the 21st century. So I, I commend you for the work. I know it's not easy work. I know that I'm sure that there are many challenging and difficult days that you have faced, but the fact that you have made a huge impact, not only locally, uh, but I'll speak personally uh, for myself as well, that there is a great need uh, and a great desire to be able to highlight some of these issues that are uh, plaguing our society. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, reach out to them. Uh, go to the website. You can email them. You can also find them on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's, it's Speak Like the Musical. Yep. At Speak Like the Musical That's, on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. yep. And if and there's any, active. you know, if you if you're a business um, or you know, you don't even have to be a business. If you're somebody who said, "Man, I want this in my kid's school." Um, or I want this in my in my church or my synagogue. If if that's you and you want to give um, toward doing that, the the um, the cost involved in this is just to continue to fund the organization and move this forward. Our hope down the road is that there will be many more films to come, um, and that's what we're going to do. All right, y'all, check out the show notes on the podcast. We will see you next here on well soon <laughs> here on a priest and a rabbi. God bless you. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>